Hello, and welcome back to the Holistically Awakened podcast. I'm your host, Laurence, and today on the podcast, we're talking about things that actually help me reverse my PCOS symptoms. So I'm going to be talking about specifically seven things that I wanted to share today. And when I reflect back on these things really did make a big difference on my journey. And I think that these will be helpful for really anyone going on their health and healing journey. You don't need to have PCOS, but this is something that I specifically dealt with PCOS. And this is obviously something that I talk a lot about on my page and my programs and my main focus. So let's get into today's episode. I hope that this will help you and even maybe bring some insight, maybe some aha moments and give you some tangible tips and steps that you can take on your journey. So the first one I wanna talk about, the first thing that really helped me reverse my PCOS symptoms was exercise. And when we're talking about exercise, I mean specifically going less intense, less cardio, less like hit and very intense trainings. I used to do a lot of hit and, you know, F45 and cardio. And I definitely noticed that at one point I just started to really burn out and I would just be like ravenous after cardio and I just feel like so unsatisfied and I could just feel my like cortisol like spiking and my adrenals really taking a hit and accumulated with other stressors this really started to make a big impact on my body and so when we look at excessive cardio this can actually rev up cortisol and wreak havoc on hormones because we're continuously elevating cortisol. And um, this can definitely cause a lot of issues with our hormones, especially if this is something that we do chronically, you know, we do specifically cardio and less of the lower intensity things if we're doing it during our menstrual cycle and every day, basically during the week and throughout the month. And this can definitely um, make a big impact on our hormones because I've talked about this before, but as women, we have cycling hormones and each week changes and there are actually specific exercises that we can do that can be helpful for the different hormone fluctuations and when we're in our second half of our cycle this is not the time to be doing you know a lot of intense workouts we want to be doing the opposite there's a lot of different things that changes in in the second half of the cycle and so um, we can actually be more prone to higher levels of stress and holding on to body fat, and it can be more difficult to burn fat if we're actually putting too much stress on ourselves and doing too much cardio. And this is something that I dive deeper into inside the PCOS course, looking at the way that we're living and fluctuating throughout our cycle, whether that means movement, how you're eating, your social life, we can tweak these to really support our hormones. So not only do we actually help to support hormonal imbalances, but then also reduce those symptoms that might be associated with hormonal imbalances like PMS. But then we actually can be more effective. We can be more energized. We can have our workouts work better for us. We can be, um, you know, better performing, not just during our workouts, but also in our day-to-day life, more focused and that kind of thing. So when we're talking about cardio, for me, I started to do less cardio I started to listen to my body more. So sometimes I'll be like, I really feel like going on a run. I'm going to go out for a run right now. I have a lot of energy or I'll do some HIIT training. 
but I definitely focus more on strength training. So with weights or body weight and then low impact movement. So walks are a daily thing for me. They're just so therapeutic, but then this is also a great form of movement. It's also going to help regulate cortisol, bring down your stress levels and other things like yoga, Pilates. I also love going for easy bike rides. The list is endless. It's really up to us to figure out like what works for us, what do we enjoy? And then really mixing it up because there isn't one specific exercise that's going to be like the one that you need to do. But specifically, if we do put some cardio in and some strength training and some lower intensity, I think that's the best because we're getting a little bit of everything. But again, we want to look at, you know, how are we feeling? Where are we in our cycle and that kind of thing? If you are dealing with hormonal imbalances, lower intensity workouts, and ones that focus on strength because we want to build muscle is so important for, you know, healthy blood glucose levels for insulin function. That's definitely something problematic in PCOS women with insulin resistance being very common. Um, and this is also going to help us regulate to a healthy weight because when we are building muscle that also burns fat and this helps with our metabolism and our blood sugar regulation. So that was the first thing I did. I started to really look at my movement and becoming more intuitive with it and also making it more varied um, and being more hormone friendly. The second one was taking my stress seriously. So the cardio thing was definitely a big stress. And so I started to look at where am I putting additional stressors where I don't need to put them on myself because let's be honest, we are faced with a lot of stress these days and we're taking on so many responsibilities, but a lot of the time, we are putting more of that pressure on ourselves and we're putting more stress on ourselves by adding so much stuff on top of it and just, you know, being go, go, go and just doing intense workouts and all of these sorts of things. And so for me, it was really important for me to look at that. Where am I adding stress into my life? And so the female body is highly sensitive to stress. It's going to be very problematic for hormones. It's the number one reason for doctor's visits. And for me, it's definitely a foundation to address when it comes to health and hormones. Um, it just can't be overlooked. And so when we're constantly activating the fight or flight response, this will drain sex hormones, prioritize the stress hormones and suppress reproductive function. And it can also inhibit and impair all sorts of processes in the body, including digestion, metabolism, brain function, and more. And so I realized that I was living in a state that drained my resources and it was not allowing the space for healing to occur because when we're in that fight or flight response, this puts our resources towards fighting or flighting. And instead of looking at like healing and repair processes in the body and regeneration and all of that type of thing. So as a result, if this is keep, if this keeps being activated, then we might, you know, see different body systems start to break down, start to slow down, we can become like sluggish, our energy can, can, become you know worsened and we have like crashes and poor focus and all sorts of things and obviously this can also impact our hormones so like pms and our cycle it can be missing or we can you know skip a period or we might have like more difficult periods i mean stress really influences everything and it's definitely the number one issue that i see um cause you know things in women like hormonal imbalances but also emotional eating and fatigue and issues with mood and uh, focus, all of these things will be impacted by stress. So this is really important to look at and it 
really does take some awareness and um, not just looking at, you know, the thoughts that we're thinking and all of that, that's a whole other discussion and something that I work on with my clients in my program, looking at the thoughts processes and the beliefs, but also the emotions that we're suppressing, we're not feeling um, the way that we're living, obviously, you know, the way that we're living and what we're eating does obviously also impact stress. It can either promote stress or help with the you know, nervous system regulation and adrenal function and thyroid function. So it's really important to look at it from a holistic perspective because there will be different components to it. So focusing on the foundations was my third one. So I was focusing on you know, like the fancy supplements and the, the protocols or whatever everyone's talking about and the trendy diets and the fasting and the keto and the vegan and whatever it was. However, I was often neglecting the foundations to health, like prioritizing quality sleep, regulating my circadian rhythm with my routines, my light exposure, whole food nutrition. Instead of focusing more on like a label, I start to focus more on like whole foods and foods that actually made me feel good and an approach to eating that actually worked for me. And so that was more of an intuitive approach and then more of a Mediterranean style type of diet. And so that works really, really well for me. And this was really what shifted when I started to let go of all the labels and the diets and the rules and start to look at, you know, what is going to benefit me. Regular balanced meals was also really important. Help balance my blood sugar movement. We already talked about that. Finding joy, pleasure, and purpose in my life. That's a huge one and often very much overlooked. So these sorts of foundations um, are really important to address because Yes, supplements can be great and, you know, looking at food as medicine and all of these things, but these are meant to, like supplements are meant to supplement. And we really want to focus on the foundation of how we're living because that will determine everything that will determine long-term health. And this will also help you see better results from things like supplements that we add to the foundations. Because if we only focus on the supplements, we're not focusing on like the root and really the foundations of health. And so this is really, really important. And I think sometimes we just overlook it because it's boring or it's not interesting, it's not cool, or we think that's not gonna make a difference, but this is absolutely where it starts. So focusing on the foundations was really, really important. Something that I help all my clients with because that is always where we need to start. And then the fourth one was shifting my attention from lack and deprivation to nourishment. So when I was following the diet trends and the food rules that everyone was talking about, I felt literally miserable. I overate, I binged, I ate emotionally. I was focusing on everything that I couldn't have. I had a lot of food sensitivities, so I had to avoid those. But then I was also seeing like all these foods that are bad for PCOS and hormones and insulin and blood sugar. And then all of these, you know, labels that everyone was following and these diets and I was in nutrition school. So I was also experimenting with those and I was starting to do more of those, you know, trendy, I guess, health practices like fasting, but I would do it for longer than I actually felt comfortable with. And my body definitely didn't do well with that. And I started to um, really struggle with my health and it was really frightening because I thought I was doing so many things right, but then I was just not feeling better. I was just feeling so deprived, so unsatisfied, like not thriving at all. My symptoms were not really getting better. 
And this is where I started to really start to look at the inner work. And I started to realize that this was not working and it was almost like a band-aid. So I started to focus more on what I could have. I started to focus more on nourishing myself, on meeting my needs, on listening to myself. This is where I started to develop more of that intuitive approach and actually realizing that I had an inner voice and that it was always talking and that my body was trying to get my attention. And this is where I had to stop looking externally at all of these shiny objects and looking at, okay, what's the next thing I could try? And I had to look more internally to see what was going on here. And when I started to do that, many of these behaviors that felt out of control disappeared. I, I didn't, you know, binge eat anymore. I didn't, um, I could stop myself when I was looking for food for comfort. I could start to really start to regulate myself. And um, I didn't have these crazy cravings. I felt more balanced. And obviously this took a little bit of time, but things also started to shift quickly for me. And so this is where I started to focus more on nourishment and abundance because what we focus on expands, right? We focus on lack, we feel more lack, we feel more deprived. The body feels deprived specifically, physically, emotionally, then we will rebel and we will look for something to fill that void really. And this is where it's really important for women to nourish themselves sufficiently, because if you are undernourished, your body will rebel and it's very, very hard to fight that urge. And then we will go into things like emotional eating, overeating, binge eating. So really focusing my attention from lack and deprivation to nourishment and focusing more on like what my body was telling me. Then the fifth one was addressing the root causes. So this looks at kind of similar with the foundations but when we're looking at you know random supplements and diet after diet it works until it doesn't we must address the underlying root imbalances and support the body accordingly so it can reach a state of balance again and homeostasis because these symptoms are literally telling us something is under the surface out of balance is out of alignment so these things could look like insulin resistance, inflammation, chronic stress, nutrient deficiencies, dysbiosis, gut infections, even trauma, that's a big one, toxins, um, all of these things, subconscious, like what's going on in our mind, what our belief systems are about the world and ourselves and our health. This is really, really big as well. And this will definitely be um, an underlying root cause, a lot of the subconscious stuff. But when we're looking at these things, we always want to ask the question, why is this happening? That is determining the root. Because even if we look at insulin resistance, yes, we want to treat insulin resistance. But getting to the root of that is understanding why is this happening in the first place. And that's usually because of the way that we're living. So we want to truly get to the root of the issue so that it no longer affects us. Otherwise, we're just patching band-aids onto bullet wounds. And then we're wondering like why does this keep happening? And why do I keep having to take more supplements or trying new things because you didn't get to the root of the issue? And so this is something I always talk about because it's so important. And it's something that changes your health for the long run. And it's something that we often overlook because again, it's not always fun. It's not cool. It's not as easy as taking the supplement, but it's actually easier to do this than to constantly take quick, quick, quick fixes and just keep waiting and waiting and waiting for symptoms to resolve and not actually get into the root of the issue. So this is so, so, so important. Then the sixth one 
I think I'm on number six, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, <laughs> the sixth one is strategic supplements. So we talked about supplements and trying random supplements is not an effective strategy, but supplements can definitely be an important part of the healing journey, but they should be strategic and most of them won't be needed for long-term. So not all supplements are created equal. Not, that, not all of them are necessary. Oftentimes we actually end up wasting time and money on supplements that are not effective. I did this for many years. And this can also be a problem if they're poor quality or they're not actually customized to our particular situation. So we might be taking a supplement that's not actually worthwhile because that's not actually like an issue that we're dealing with. Um, and then the thing that I see a lot of the time is we're getting a lot of supplements, but they're like very cheap quality. It's not that you have to buy like super expensive supplements, but it's important to know the quality and the dosing and even like the active form of the supplement. And this is where obviously having someone to help guide you with this is really, really helpful because not all supplements are created equal. Not all of them will be effective. And we want to look at like quality, the right dosing and that kind of thing, because supplements are meant to supplement and support the body. So you obviously want to be using your money in a way that's actually going to make a difference for you. And some supplements can even be harmful and have like, you know, nasty ingredients in them. So again, supplements are not meant to replace. This is where you want to look at the foundations and the root cause, but they support you while you address the underlying foundations to health and your own root causes. And it's really important to use them in a way that is actually going to be supportive to you. And the last one is listening less to everyone's opinion, everyone else's opinion, and listening more to myself. So this kind of ties into when I shifted my attention from lack and deprivation to the nourishment when I was listening like to my body. Yes, outside support is absolutely critical and important. I will not deny that people on my journey have been so helpful and I definitely would have taken much longer to figure out what the heck am I doing here without people's support. But I also fell into the trap of making everyone else's voice more important than my own, even people I didn't know on the internet and everybody else's opinion, you know, what worked for them. And this is where this can become dangerous because when we make external voices the authority and we neglect our own, we become entirely disconnected from ourselves. And we need to remember that essentially we are our own expert of our bodies and ourselves we hold so many answers and our body is trying to get our attention. It has so much wisdom. And so it's important to kind of find a balance and find people who you trust and who you can, you know, work with to help you move forward. But then at the end of the day, you need to make yourself the authority. And that's what I started to do when I started to shift my attention inwards and started to be less focused on all of the noise outside of myself. And I started to take the messages that I want to take and then discard the things that didn't feel right to me. Because I know my body best. I've been in my body for a long time now and I know my body best. So when I started to develop this more intuitive approach to my health, paying attention to my needs and the messages my symptoms were telling me, I felt more empowered, but I also improved my relationship I had with myself, with food and with my body. And I actually started to also see shifts on my journey and actually get more results because I was focusing on what was truly important for me, what was coming up for me. And you are essentially the only person who can really know that at a core level. So like, where am I living out of alignment? Where am I living out of balance? And of course, people can help you find those answers, but ultimately it's going to be personalized to you. 
So those are the six, I think there were six, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven things that really helped me on my journey and helped me reverse my PCOS symptoms. And um, yeah, I mean, my journey was, I took a long road, but this is because I think I also learned a lot of valuable lessons. I learned what not to do. And so now I'm really passionate about helping others avoid the mistakes and help them accelerate on their healing journey and really find, um, you know, true inner health and, and get to a, a place in their life where they can feel really empowered and in control of their health and their lives and know how to listen to themselves, listen to their bodies, because ultimately at the end of the day, we want to be able to be our own advocate and our own authority and not constantly have to look outside of ourselves. So I hope that this was helpful. I'd love to hear from you if this resonated, if you got something out of this, which one really stood out for you. And if you're looking for more support with this, I do have two more spots open inside of the Intuitive Women, my signature program for PCOS women. This is a holistic program that goes so much deeper than just nutrition and the lifestyle and the supplements. It's really about looking at our inner programs, who we're being, and the things that are might that might be blocking us and that are keeping us from truly stepping into our power and developing a more holistic approach to our health, but also developing a healthier relationship with ourselves, with our bodies, with food, so that we're not, you know, using these quick fixes and these diets and all of these like controlling mechanisms anymore. And we can let those go. So I dive deep into a lot of what we're talking about today in this program. It's three months and it's definitely something that can change your life because we focus on all areas of the body, mind, body, and soul, and you're getting a lot of support, accountability, and guidance along the way. If this is something that interests you. You can apply in the link in my bio. I'd love to chat more with you. I've only have two spots open because there is a lot of one-on-one -on -one work together, and I really want to focus my energy on helping the women inside the program. So that is all for me today, and... I hope that you enjoyed this and I'll talk to you next time.